Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast of the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning is James Lyndon Hogg. Good morning, James. Good morning, Miss Pam. How are you doing? I'm doing great. His dad's also sitting in, so we may, he may chime in at some point with this. Welcome, Jim. <laughs> uh, so I interviewed you many years ago. You were 12 years old. So what has James Linden been up to since then? Yes, ma'am. I've been up to a lot uh, since uh, about 12 years ago. You did a wonderful story. It was featured in The Advocate, talking about my music and uh, love of history. Well, in regards for my passion for love and history, not much has changed. I've continued to pursue that uh, through a lot of different mediums. I've Mm -hmm. uh, recorded more music. I've written a book. And I'm um, continuing to uh, play and see where that will lead me. Okay, so you graduated from LSU. Yes, ma'am. Uh, when did you do that? Last year? I, yes, ma'am. I de- uh, graduated actually December of 2021. Uh, okay. was, history was my major okay. And uh, at LSU. So how do you incorporate history into your music? Kind of what's that? How's that marriage? Right. Well, I always grew up uh, listening to old-time music, gospel music, bluegrass music, and... Um, History as well was was an early interest of mine. I remember I was about eight or nine years old, and uh, I talk about this in the book that I wrote called Finding Faith in the Wasteland. Uh, It's a story in uh, one of the chapters, and I got to go up to Monticello Mm -hmm. as a young lad, and uh, my father and I, we were on the road with Mr. Ricky Skaggs. We were asked (laughs) to, to go on the road with him. It was a really neat experience, and so seeing that, really opened up a new world to me because I learned about this fellow named Thomas Jefferson and he played fiddle and uh, he was just a renaissance man. And uh, so that that interest, that connection between history and music probably was was birthed at Monticello. Okay, okay. So uh, you mentioned playing with Ricky Skaggs. He's just one Grammy Mm. award-winning artist you have performed with. And I was looking on your website and that's an impressive, impressive list. Um, Rhonda Vincent, Billy Dean, Marty Rayburn, Larry Stewart, the late George Jones. I just watched the biopic oh, on yeah. me and Tammy. Yes. So he's like famous all over again <laughs> for what the fifth or sixth time. Yes, ma'am. What, um, what was that like to perform with legends like that? Well, it was an incredible honor uh, and privilege to be able to not only just uh, play beforehand. I remember I was a young. Boy, when I got to play fiddle uh, before George Jones got up on stage, uh, mm-hmm. we were doing a, a fundraising concert uh, in town in Baton Rouge, and George Jones got to come, and I got to meet him and shake his hand, and you know, hey, George Jones, you know, he talked like this, <laughs> and it was just an incredible experience. And of course, with all of those other figures like Mr. Ricky Skaggs uh, and Rhonda Vincent and Billy mm-hmm. Dean, all these other country artists yeah. as well. A lot of the music I play is sort of like the grand grandfather to country music, yeah. you know, old-time music. Okay. So um, I noticed that um, one of your songs that I was wa- listening to it on YouTube is called Glory in the Meeting House. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And you play every instrument in the vid- in the music video. So what all are you strumming? <laughs> oh, Lord, I am, I am playing uh, in that video. You can check it out on YouTube. It's on uh, James Linden Hogg. It's called Glory in the Meeting House. It's an old fiddle tune, but yes, ma'am, I play all these different instruments. I play fiddle, banjo, I play the upright bass, uh, and I play a penny whistle as well, I think, in that video. Yeah. And I cut all the tracks and uh, then had to listen to it and record, play it, you know, film myself as well doing the song. And <laughs> Oh, Lord, that was, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> sounded, sounded like a good idea at the time. Didn't well, it? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. It was uh, enjoyable. So... 
Um, you performed at uh, this. This is what I love, and I think you were just about to start work on your first CD when I when I first met you, and it was called College Fund Volume One. Yeah. So explain to our listeners exactly what that means. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, in college, uh, or a little bit before college, and during college, I recorded three albums called College Fund Volume 1, 2, and 3. And it has some original music on it, as well as some old Celtic music and mm-hmm. folk music. And I uh, sold all those CDs uh, to help pay for college. <laughs> and uh, I still have some, and I still sell them at gigs. You know, I okay. maybe want to go on to graduate school, need to record a few more. <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite the creative way to come up to help pay for your, your higher education, I have to say. Well, Thank you, um, and I'm I'm very grateful for the folks who who have bought them over the years. Yeah, so you mentioned a lot, you do a lot of gospel, but then you do like Celt. So you have a Celtic heritage, and you kind of draw from that a little. Right. Yes, ma'am. Um, I I have Scottish ancestry, English, you know, Irish ancestry, and um. I play bagpipes as well. I actually play a lot uh, bagpipes for a lot of funerals. Uh, so if you wow. need a bagpiper for a funeral, <laughs> I, I'd be happy to do it. You play um, Amazing Grace in your sleep, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Got the kilt and everything. Oh, Lord, I have three kilts. Okay. <laughs> for each branch of the family, you're yeah. covered, huh? <laughs> each, each branch. Right. Um, but no... Um, all of that uh, Scottish music, especially with the bagpipes, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's really haunting and... Um, yeah. And it's so deep, and it's really in contrast to a lot of the music that you hear on the radio today. Um, and uh, I like that kind of old music, uh, yeah. almost music that sounds like a soundtrack, you know. Yeah, to a movie. Right. Yeah, you just can close your eyes and visualize what you're... Right, exactly. It's it's deep music. It's powerful music, and um, I like to replicate that. Yeah. So you've played at the, uh, at the Jazz Fest down in New Orleans for... Couple of couple of three times, I think now, huh? Yes, ma'am. Um, at thirteen years old, I was very uh, honored to be able to be the youngest performer in forty years at the Jazz Fest. Wow! And I came back uh, last year, as well in two thousand twenty-two, to play again. And Jazz Fest is just an incredible uh, <laughs> festival in and of itself. There's so so many different kinds of music, not yeah. just jazz music. It's but, all over the world, <laughs> right? And uh, so, yes, ma'am, I I was able to do that. So, did you meet anybody? Cool and interesting. Paul McCartney. <laughs> Paul, no. <laughs> yeah, Paul McCartney. No, ma'am. He was way over on the other side. <laughs> Got to see him. <laughs> Got to see him, just like everybody else. But no, actually, I met some really uh, neat uh, Tulane students. They came down, and they were really getting into uh, some of the music I was mm-hmm. playing. And uh, so there was a lot of neat folks to okay. meet from around the country. And I saw you also have played on some of the uh, Viking River Cruises. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've been able to play on uh, some river boats and uh, bring the history and the music to people from across the country who come to Louisiana and uh, want to learn more about Louisiana history and culture. And so I've, I've been able to be uh, sort of an ambassador uh, for that kind of um, for that kind of history. Okay, so. Um Tell me about your, your, you are now a published author, aside from everything else you do. So tell me a little bit about your book and kind of how you, uh, how you started. Well, you know, I always, um, my grandfather, he wrote a few books, T. Mad Hog, The Cornbread Poet, and uh, <laughs> I, um, and my, actually I have an ancestor who goes way back to Scotland named James Hogg, and he was called the Ettrick Shepherd, and he was good friends with Sir Walter Scott. Oh wow! Okay. And um, I always wanted to to write a book, and um, uh, 
how this book came about. It's called Finding Faith in the Wasteland, Short Story Stories on Life's Quest for Meaning. I was in a college poetry class uh, a while back in at LSU, and I learned about this poem called The Wasteland and about T.S. Eliot. You know, the poem was published in 1922. It, uh, it was a monumental work. It spoke to so many people who lived uh, and endured the horrors of World War I. Mm-hmm. The poem doesn't really have any sort of straightforward meaning, or it's, on, you know, it's certainly not rhymed. It's blank verse. Yeah. And uh, it spoke to people because people were looking for meaning and solace in life. And uh, I was going through some difficult circumstances in, in my own personal life, and mm-hmm. I was looking for, for meaning and, and hope. And, um, you know, the world doesn't look like there's a lot uh, a yeah, lot of that going on you, right you now. You were kind of coming of age at a, at a difficult time in the world. <laughs> right. Yes, ma'am. Uh, a lot of people are struggling with that. And... Um, and so I said, well, I want to start writing some, some stories. Um, stories are often the best way to, to cope with difficult circumstances mm-hmm. through narrative. A lot of scholars, literary scholars, have talked about that. And I said, okay, I'll write some stories. And each story is a story that seeks light amid bleak circumstances. Okay. And, um, and so I was able to do that. And, you know, not all of them are, are you know, too serious. There's some yeah. funny stories as well. I love to laugh, and so there's some funny ones as well okay. in there. Okay, so you come from a long line of storytellers because I've I've known your dad for a long time. He's been known to to tell a tale or two. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about. Tell me who your mom and dad are. You mentioned your grandfather T. Medhog, who, if yes, you ever read The Advocate, he was a, a frequent flyer on the editorial page. <laughs> yeah, so, Lord. tell me about your mom and dad and growing up. Well, uh, my mother and father um, have been so supportive in all of my uh, musical endeavors. Um, you know, my father, he played uh, music. He still plays music with me as well. Uh, he had a country uh, western band, played bluegrass. And so, I grew up hearing that kind of music and mm-hmm. um my mother, as well, is a very talented artist. In fact, she uh, has designed all the covers on my albums and the book cover, so she's an artist. Okay, so now tell me mom's name. Linda, uh, my Linda. mother Linda, okay. and my father Jim. Okay. We don't want to leave Linda out. She'll get no. a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, very much. So I think you um, you seem very grounded for a, a person of your age. And so, how do how do you? I was born in the wrong century. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, uh, I'm telling you, I uh, I love history, and um, you know, I I am a an old soul, and uh, so I guess that that does put me not really in touch with a lot of maybe some of my peers, but mm-hmm. but I think there is a renaissance coming around. A lot of people are dissatisfied with. Um, with the ways things are, and you know, like to look to the wisdom of the past yeah. to inform the decisions of the future. Yeah. So, how did you get? How did you kind of get started writing music? I mean, did that? Mm-hmm. I, that- I guess I was a, a really a kid. You know, um, on one uh, album, I think it was a College Fund Volume One. I wrote a song. Um, it was it was a World War One song. I love the history of World War One, that period, mm-hmm. um, and it was about this. Uh, this fellow, he went off to war, and uh, he wrote letters to his um, his uh, fiance, girlfriend, and uh, he came back home. And uh, although he survived the war, 
uh, she died two weeks before he oh, made wow. it back. And uh, I just sort of thought, you know, this is a really neat story. Little did I know that that very same story actually was in my own family. Uh, like I had a great uncle mm. that had a similar situation. Oh, wow. And so a lot of, a lot of families had that sort of um, yeah. tragedy. Um, just knowing your family is, I think... I think sometimes if your family tells you story, if you always heard family stories right. and you had people that always shared that past with you, that that did that definitely shape who James London is? Absolutely, yes, ma'am. Uh, absolutely, uh, I love. I mean, my grandfather. You know, um, he said whenever a great man or woman dies, and I would consider him uh, such, uh, a library burns, and uh, yeah. so. All of with him goes all of those stories. I love that you know. quote. That's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can we get your book? Where can people get your book? Well, locally, and I'm all about supporting local booksellers. You yeah. can find my book uh, at the LSU Rural Life Museum gift shop off okay. Essen Lane. Okay. You can also find it at the LSU Museum of Art. Okay. Uh, near the Shaw Center. It's inside the Shaw, yeah. And, and their bookstore, they've got a, or actually just store store, not bookstore. But yeah, yes, they've, ma'am. they've got a lot of neat little items over there you can Very pick much. Up. <laughs> Very eclectic. I love that store. And then you can also find it at Cavalier House Books uh, in Denham Springs. That's uh, the Antique District. Okay. That's uh, one of the last few independent booksellers. And of course, you can also get it on Amazon as well. Okay. And Finding Faith in the Wasteland. Right. Yeah, again, that's that's Finding Faith in the Wasteland, short stories of life on life's quest for meaning by James Lyndon Hogg. So, and he's got yeah. yeah you've also not only do you have a new book, you've got a new <laughs> album coming out. So tell us about this latest venture. Yes, ma'am, I'm really excited. Uh, just. Um, put out a new album, and it's called The Expedition. The Expedition. Okay. And um, it's um, the title track uh, called The Expedition uh, recounts the story of uh, this explorer named uh, Shackleton. He went down to Antarctica many years ago, and uh, I actually learned about Shackleton in Eliot's poem, The Wasteland. He, oh, was, wow. al- he was alluded to, and I'm like, who is this fellow? Uh, Shackleton, uh, fascinating character, and he said he went down there and uh, went to Antarctica, and they felt like there was someone else with them, someone else with them. And um, Eliot also was alluding to another story in the Bible talking about the road to Emmaus, when after Jesus uh, was resurrected, uh, the disciples couldn't recognize him, and uh, he was walking along the road with them. And uh, they had sort of a similar experience, Shackleton and his fellow explorers down in Antarctica. And I thought, man, that's a that's a quite a story. So I wrote a song about it, and uh, maybe we can hear it. Yeah, we're going to take, and, um, take a listen at the end of the show. Yes, ma'am. And uh, so, yeah, there's other tunes as well, other original songs, uh, as well as some folk songs. And all of them are kind of related to uh, uh, to ex- exploration, to journeys, um, and, and to love, uh, lost love, certainly. Okay. So, speaking of lost love, do we have a love interest in James Linden's life? Or can I break? <laughs> can so I break? Funny. Can I break news? Here? That's so funny. You so funny. You mentioned it. Well, I posted uh, uh, a while back uh, on um, on Instagram. By the way, if you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or whatever, go to James Linden Hogg. That's J A M E S L I N D E N H O G G, and you can follow and like and subscribe and find all sorts of valuable material. Well, I put up a picture. 
of my violin, and I said, okay. uh, the love of my life. <laughs> so that's the love of my that's life. That's your love of your life. It's a 243-year-old violin, and oh, wow. uh, she's beautiful. So <laughs> that's, yes, ma'am. So is that your favorite <laughs> instrument to play, violin? Oh, yes, ma'am. I love well, violin, fiddle, and I love uh, playing the banjo as well. I've got a beautiful old-time banjo, goat skin head. Um, but I play a lot of different instruments, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. so they're all competing for my affection. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's on the horizon for you? Where where do you want to be in five years? Oh, wow. Um, the stage of the Grand Ole Opry or what? <laughs> well, that, well, that would be great. I would love to. Um, yes, ma'am. Well, I just – I don't really know. Um, I, I don't want to stop pursuing my interest and passion for music and history, mm-hmm. and, and how wherever that will lead, I think uh, I'll be fairly well content. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, James, we thank you so much for coming and updating us. And you can follow him on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. And, uh, Expedition. The Expedition. The Expedition is the 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 latest, latest musical endeavor. Uh, and also you can check out the book, Finding Faith in the Wasteland. And we appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, As we leave AC23, we're going to take a nice listen to James Lyndon Hogg and the expedition. Was that who walked beside you? I'm sure there was more than you and I. Although there were two, there was more than we knew. There was one that stayed by our side. March the 21st is Jazz at Lincoln Center, a co-production of River City Jazz Masters, the Arts Council, and the Manship Theater. So you don't want to miss that. It is going to be songs we love. So it's right up your alley there. And hanging in the Shell Gallery in March is the Associated Women in the Arts exhibit. It will be through the end of that month. And welcome to come check that out. Our gallery hours are 8.30 to 4.30 Monday through Friday and 10 to 2 on Saturdays. 